the sofa with rouge. I always say well, we're not really on the sofa. Um, it's called that, but we're sitting on a chair around the table because actually it's more comfortable. And then you start faffing with the microphones and it makes a noise. Today I've got Gabriela Juice. I call her Gabs. I've known her all my life. Um, well, all her life because she's a lot younger than me. I was friends with her dad and her mum. And we're going to go through her life because uh, she's very young. How old are you now? 36. So, yes. yes. Young. Really young, really young. Um, but she's been through a lot. She's 36. She's doing really well. She's in a good place. And it's it's been a journey. And this is what this podcast is about. It's called Why Bother? So I mm. want to know why you've bothered with certain situations that have happened to you. So let's start at the beginning. So you're Gabriela Juice. Um, you are the daughter of... Oh, oh, your mum was called... Lillian. Lillian, that's right. Lillian and Albert. Yeah. Now, your dad, okay, his first job, now you're going to laugh. So my father used to work at Bland's. Mm -hmm. He was a general manager for a while. And your dad came to him looking for a job. And my father always told me the story that he found him like really cheeky. Always. Always, <laughs> always. Really, really cheeky, really caradura, but with this glint in his eye that um, he couldn't say no and offered yeah. him a job. So Amazing. his first job was with my dad. Got, he went through he, life. No, he, that blagged, was him. he blagged yeah. his life. Yeah. But he, I, then of course, I was little. I used to go and see my dad, and your father was always there. Mm -hmm. He used to sit me on the chairs and rotate me and play games with me. And mm -hmm. he was always like that. I always remember him like that. And then I finished university and I came back to Gibraltar and I was looking for a job. I bet you don't know this. So my first job was with Alpha Travel because he said to me, Your father gave me a job oh. and now I want to really pay him back. Returning so I worked, the I worked oh, yeah. for him for a year at Alpha Travel. I loved it. I loved it yeah. and I learned a lot actually. I mm -hmm. learned a lot about how to deal with people, yeah. how to respect people for who they are, no matter yeah. where they came from. Yeah. Um, he was a very actually humble guy yeah. uh, with his with his ethos. Yeah. A bit mad, but that was mad, him. Yeah. He lived his life to the max. Yeah. He used so, to say, I'm mad, but at least I know it. <laughs> he used to say that. <laughs> See, I worked there with him for 10 years as well. And for me, it's been like my biggest learning experience. No? And as you say, you learn how to deal with people. And that's very much how what I do now. I deal with people on a, on a daily basis. And I always focus on what I learned during my years working with him now no and what yeah, funny. he taught me and yeah. how he would have wanted me to deal with that um person or situation so you do carry your experiences from the past i think forever no what was the most important thing that he taught you gabs to treat everyone exactly yeah. the same he would tell me you have to learn to sit with the queen now the king or with the janitor always and treat everyone the same and he really did live his life like that yeah El decía, yo he venido de la laguna. No disrespect, but you know, that's what, um, that's where he was brought up. And he used to tell me, I have my best friends from that estate, but I've also got my bestest friends. I've got ministers. I've got good clients coming in of all walks of life. So we need to learn to treat everyone exactly the same. Hmm. A very good lesson nowadays, yeah. because now you, you, you've turned your life around. Mm -hmm. All sorts of things have happened. All sorts of things. But, Roller coaster. <laughs> but, but it's made you into the woman you are today. Yeah. You can hold your head up high, yeah. right? Be very, very proud of what you've achieved. So, um, Let's start, let's start like way back. So you're a little girl, you go to school. Did you go to uni? I didn't go to uni. My idea, perfect scenario was going to uni. I wanted to be a teacher, I wanted to live abroad. That was my um, 
my thoughts for life, no? Mm. Um, but life had very different uh, thoughts for me. Yeah. Um, so at the age of 16, I became pregnant of my eldest Christian, who is now 20. Wow, 20 so years ago. I've got a 20-year-old who was in his second year of uni. Um, so the moment I found out I was pregnant, it was I was no longer a child. That's when I became an adult. So obviously my plans for life completely changed. I had to now concentrate on bringing up my child. I wanted to carry on studying. I promised my father I would carry on studying. Um, I used to work part-time at Alpha Travel with him because I wanted to be independent. So at that point, when you discover that you're pregnant and you're 16, mm -hmm. you've just done your GCSE, your O-levels? I had GCSEs. to do my GCSEs and I kept it a secret that I was pregnant because I was fearful that the school wouldn't allow me to. But they did, but, and they but, were very supportive of it. But you decided to have your baby, and yeah. you you had the support, obviously, from your family. I had a lot of support. I was very blessed with the support. Um, at the same time, my mother was undergoing um, her chemotherapy for cancer, etc. So it wasn't the greatest scenario, but I was yeah. very blessed with the support that I received from, you're from my family. You're from a very big family. Very big family. On both, yeah. well, yeah, <laughs> on your mum's side mostly. Yeah. My mum's side, which have been and lots of cousins. fundamental for me, yeah. Who I suppose are still close to you now. We're all very close, yeah. Because I see pictures all on the social time. media, and there's always, <laughs> or a there's always or a wedding. Or a baby shower. Or a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm fed up with kids, yeah. It's like so no many kids. Invite so, me to the head nights. <laughs> I know, it's fun. I mean, I see you guys, yeah. and it's like, I, I don't have mm. that at all. I'm from a small family, so, and an only child, so. But I'm know. sure you've got many friends yes, and other yes, support. Yes, yeah. mm? of course, Just of course. Equally as important, you can and make your own family. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so you're 16, you discover you're pregnant, you lie about your G you well, you don't tell the teachers, you're not lying, you're just economical yeah. with the truth, yeah. and you go through Strategic. your teacher. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but you know what? Again, in life... That's life. I've learned that you have to be very that's strategic his life. with everything. Yes, you do. Um, and then you go through your GCSEs, and do mm -hmm. you pass them? I passed all of them. Wow, well done. And... Um, a month later, I goes official that you know You're pregnant. I'm pregnant. So how does that go la down? Bomba, claro. As it has to be, you know. Claro. I mean, la gente dicen, oh, I'd I just die. I just die. No, you don't. You know, you just get on with it. This is the cards you dealt with, and my family were obviously it was devastating for them, especially the situation that they were going through with my mom's illness. But you just move forward, you know, with it, and um, yeah, that was it. Basically, Very I carried. I took out a year of school. Um, but I went to the College of Further Education to do my AS and A-level Spanish because my idea was going back to school for my A-levels after having Christian. And that way I had one A-level less to do when I went back. So that's what I did. So you always plan to carry on studying? Always. My dad would tell me, I will support you all the way, but just promise me that one day you will graduate. And that has stayed with me forever. Well, he should be extremely proud because... Yeah. Because, well, two of his children, the other one's still not there yet, the third one, but <laughs> yeah. two of his children. She will get there, I'm sure. She absolutely will get there. Um, but Albert, your brother, also, yes. um, you know, a lawyer and, yeah. and doing extremely well with yeah. a beautiful family of his own. Yes. So, you know, he would be, and your mum, incredibly yeah. proud. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you have Christian, and it must have been really hard for you mm -hmm. as a young girl with this newborn, and yeah. you had help and everything, but at the end of the day, he's your baby. You, you close the door of your him. home, it's just you. Yes. It's just you. Yes. And it was um, extremely difficult times, no? Because my parents were back and forth um, to the UK for treatment, and um, I was very much on my own. 
I was very much on my own, but I was determined to bring that child up. Um, to support my family and my brother at the same time because my brother was also more with me because my parents were away. We were staying with family members at the same time, but mm. I was now an adult. I had a child. Are you older than your brother? A year and a half older. Okay. Yeah. So, of yeah. course, he was well, very, yeah. very young. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I think it was six months after Christian was born, my mom passed away. Mm. So... The added responsibility, obviously, as the woman now of the house, became stronger, no? And I now so had to take over my child, my brother, and, and my brother. father. Because at the end of the day, my father had a key support at home whilst we, he was all day at work. My mom was, you know, the, the driver of the home. So I kind of had to step up into that role. Very hard. Mm -hmm. Very hard. And managing men. Three yeah. men. And my father. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Your father, your brother. Yeah, three of them. Yeah. So, yeah. A bit I'm, crazy. But I mean, I'm sure it taught you a lot of life lessons, Gabs. Uh, yeah. Um, that you'll never forget. And you, would you, you wouldn't change, I suppose. I mean, apart from that your mother would yeah. still be here now. No, I wouldn't change. I mean, why look back? No, we have to move forward with, with things. And, yeah. and people tell me, oh, with everything you've gone through, I'm like, well... People go through all sorts of things, mm. no? and you shouldn't compare yourself to anyone. And perhaps you're going through something even smaller than than myself. But because you're not used to dealing with difficult situations, for you it might be much, much bigger. No? So when something now comes my way, for me it's insignificant compared to other things. Yeah. So it's taught me that when that you can deal with challenging challenging situations come along, it's like bueno, venga, y pa'lante. There's no there's no other way. No. I didn't have a choice back then. Mm -hmm. And um, loss is basically down to choicelessness, no? So in that moment, you don't have a choice. So it's almost as if life has decided for you. So this is what you're getting. Um, and then what becomes your choices, how you come out on the other side, and what you do with, with your attitude, with your life. I mean, you can either stay in bed and just wait for the days to go by or you can pack up your satchel putting your fears your grievances your loss your worries put it on your bag and just off we go and that's basically what i've learned through life you know it's just get up and go never give up show up um some days are going to be better than others yeah but um it's not a bad life it's just a challenging day i don't like using the word bad no it's challenging mm -hmm. Um, but that's definitely what it's taught me to just move on no matter the, the situation. Have you had people, friends who look up to you, who, who ask you for advice? All the time. Because, because you seem like you really yeah. know your shit. I do. And, <laughs> and, and actually, I'm sure because, primary. Because, yes, because you've been well, there. Yeah, but, but you're speaking to me. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, she knows I'm older. Yeah. You know, you, you know what you're talking about. So I'm sure that yeah. to other people now, you are a great support yeah. as well. Yeah. And that is so important yeah. with, with the way that we live now with so many people yeah. with mental health and yeah. things, you know, that happen to them. I get people all the time. And for me, it's, it's gratifying, no, because people to come up to you for, for advice because some people don't even know me. Yeah. Um, some people don't even know the, the situations I've been through. Sometimes they ask me if they see me alone, whether they're kids or they with your parents, because I'm not one that has ever really used that as an excuse or to yeah. feel pity on the contrary. I hate mm. um, anyone coming across or oh, oh, bless her that has always like 
totally yes. against that. Yes. No, that is not who I am. You know, that was it was what happened to me, but I've, I've decided not to be that person. Um, so that's kind of the example and the advice that I always give everyone. It's not what happened to you. It's what you choose to do with it. This is yes. what happens to you, Valet. You have no choice. So what did you do with it? You're 16. You're going back to school. You've had your baby. What did you do? I go back. Yeah. I do my A-levels. And the week I finish my levels, I start working full-time with my father. I had the option to go away to study in UK. My dad already was planning everything for me. There's an apartment they can go with your kids. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready for this right now. Um... So just basically like here, but I stayed here. Yeah. I started working in Alpha Travel. I loved what I did. Mm. Absolutely loved it. Um, and I decided to further my career. So I started um, studying through the Open University. I've always wanted to be a teacher. So I did my Open degree. Really? Within, on the Open University? Yes. Online. I did it um, for, during three years. A teaching degree? It's an open year when it's an open degree. Yeah. Um, and then when I finished, I had the the option to do my PGC. But life again had other plans for me. And um, I got married. And shortly after I had my second child, I had Lily. I was... Um, big difference between Lily and Christian. Five years. Oh, so not that much. No. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was extremely happy. I didn't see the need no longer to go away and study. I was extremely invested in my father's business, in my clients, in what I did, in my kids. Happy with your husband, your I life. Was, I was happy. I was mm. happy. Mm. I thought I was happy. Because mm. I think life teaches you that you can't be happy all the time. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have Lily and then you carry on working and then you have your little one. who's who, I don't Well, know, shortly you? after... Um, Lily was born, I think it was three months later, my <clears throat> father passed away. That's right. So, uh, um, that was a huge blow. That was a huge blow. Um, so basically again, <clears throat> from one day to the other, I was managing a business all to myself. I had a newborn baby. Um, a few days after my father passed away, my daughter was taken to Malaga, life or death scenario. Oh I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually in UK when all this was happening. I had to fly back. Good. Um, she had um, intussusception, which is basically the intestines um, shrinking one into the other. So that also happened in the equation. I was there for a few weeks with her. Um, thanks God it all turned out well. And She's all right. You know, I got back and I remember, I'll always remember this, the day I got back from... From the hospital with her, I had a big, massive tour of 30, 40 people traveling to China. Oh, God. So that's what I'm saying. All these experiences have made me the person I am because I literally came back from having lost my father, my daughter going through a life or death situation. And I remember being at 12 o'clock midnight at the office after having unpacked the bags, preparing because the next day I had 40 people traveling to China. And I had to meet them at the airport, Francia, I can't remember what it was, to see them off and that they were all fine to go. Oh, my gosh. But that's what life teaches, you know. It's not going to stop for you or for nope. anything. You have to move forward and so you did. And take they, accountability for, for your responsibilities, for regardless yeah. of what hell or anything is falling on top of you. So, um, so did you get your degree with the Open University? Yes, I finished my degree with the Open University. I decided to opt out from, from the PGC. And what happened with Alpha Travel in the end? I carried on um, 
working it for maybe three or four years after. Yeah. But I must admit it wasn't the same as it used to be. Dealing, mm. you know, working at it with my father in there. For me, I think it was was part of the closure. I had to close that side, um, side of Your life. my life. Yeah. Um, so I sold it. Um, I took a year off to to gather my thoughts and my experiences. And shortly after, I applied for civil servants at the Governor of Gibraltar. And then, okay. And, then and that's, where you are. that's where I am. I remember when you worked at the GHA, because for I appointments, at the GHA. I used to call you and you were there. I was like, oh my God, I need an appointment. Now, yeah. I think it's a bit easier. But So you yeah. started there. I started at the GHA, which I absolutely yeah. loved it, because again, I went... On to continue dealing with people in, in very mm. um, sad situations. No? And then I went on to the Treasury and now I'm at um, the Human Resources Department. Oh, I want to hear all about the Human Resources Department. Well, you can't say very much, because it's, <laughs> but it's, you're dealing with people. I, I, I deal with people. I, lo- I, I love, love people. I love dealing with people. Are you interested in finance? Look no further than AMC Credit your trusted partner for all your financial needs. AMC Credit offer personal and business loans, vehicle finance, corporate leasing and vehicle subscription all at a very competitive and fixed rate. What more could you want? They have the ability to fuel and elevate your growth both personally and professionally, tailored to your unique lifestyle or corporate culture. AMC Credit is more than just finance. We believe in building relationships and helping you achieve your financial goals in accordance to your vision. This is why we retain almost all of our clients for their future financial endeavors. So why wait? Visit our website at www.amccredit.gi or call us at 200-43881 today. Our mission is your vision. Terms and conditions may apply. Regulated by the Gibraltar Financial Services Commission. I was going to ask you, what what is the the most gratifying thing about dealing with people? I believe it's this sense of people wanting to achieve, to be a better person, to reach their full potential, yeah. their purpose in life, um, and that for me is so gratifying. No, that you give a person a chance. Mm. And they fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that is my my so preferred. In your job, do you deal with people looking for jobs within the government? So that's right. My section, for example, at the moment, I'm dealing with the educational grades. So we deal with um, all the recruitment of the teachers and anything to do with the education. Um, and we're extremely, extremely blessed with the caliber we have here in Gibraltar. And um, I'm extremely proud to be able to manage the recruitment and the management of that side of, mm. of HR. Really um, interesting. And it has brought me a lot of opportunities. I mean, I was even offered uh, to undertake a master's degree. So you were given the opportunity to do a master's because of your job? They No, basically the government offers its employees every year the opportunity to sign up. No guarantee that you're going to get it. So here I go thinking... I'm I'm new at HR. I'm just going to sign up. It will look good. I've always wanted to finalize my my studies. I promised my father I would I would graduate in something at least. Um, so I signed up. I heard that over 200 people had signed up. I'm like, perfect. They're not going to get me. So how many do they get to do it? Four out of 200. And um, 
the day I was getting on the flight to take my son to uni, I receive a phone call from from my from my line manager, and he says, "They've got you. They've got you." And I don't know if to laugh, Stop if to crying. cry, to get off the flight. And I'm like, I, this can't be Girl. happening to me. I'm just about to take my son. When do I start? On Monday. So my world just came crashing, Michelle, because it was going to be six hours to eight hours in uni a week, all the hours invested in studying, assignments. I thought, what have I got myself into? Plus, when I signed up for this, my life was very different to to when I received the news that I was going to get it, you know? You signed so, up for it and, and, well, because it was a long time before they actually chose you. It was a long time that unfortunately my, my children's father passed away as well. So I found yes, myself right. completely. Because you have another little boy. I have Ollie. Ollie. Yeah. That's it. Who's, who's eight. So as you can see, my life situation completely changed from what I thought I could cope with it to what am I going to do? So again, this is why I say that you have to just put on your brave girl satchel on and just deal with it. No? Your big girl pants. Big girl pants. Okay, yeah. at work we say the satchel. <laughs> I'm not on a satchel. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to give up on this opportunity. Yes, it's well, not the situation I would have loved to have seen myself in. It's going to be... Hard. Hard. You've been, the there, next, been there, done it. And there's absolutely nothing I think uh, in life that I can't, can't deal do. with at this stage. So I have just finished my second year. So passed both years. Amazing. You Don't know how I've done it. Passed them. And, well, how um, has it been? How many years is it? Three years. It's two years. Okay, of a master's. Of a master's degree in leadership and management. Okay. Um, so basically, I'd finish work, and some days I'd go straight to the University of Gibraltar. So you're doing it through the uni here. Yeah. How's that experience been for you? Well, it's been good. It's been good. Um, I do recommend, though, that you really focus and make sure that you are you can spare the time, the responsibility, and that you can sacrifice the, the time that you need. Because I have had to sacrifice a lot. I have had days that I haven't been able to take my kids to parties, turn up at prize giving shows, uh, matches. I've lost on a lot, but then again, I've gained. A lot as well. No? I'm sure your kids, you've so, explained it to them and then they see the madre coraje that they yeah, have. Yeah. And they probably... Even my eldest who's in uni is like, I'm sure you're going to pass and I'm not knowing you. Um, so I do recommend the experience as long as you're willing to, to make the sacrifices mm -hmm. and put in the work as with everything in life. No, The work has to be put in, the commitment, the motivation. And when the motivation fails, you need to be committed. So when do you finish this course? Well, I finished the university last month, so I've passed both my years. Um, so you've so got your master's already. So in turn, I would no. get a diploma. So basically, in order to get your full master's, you need to do the dissertation. So Ooh, that's yeah. where I'm at. So I decided I want to complete it fully. And what's it in? Um, I'm doing it in policy making for HR. Oh, so, so I'm introducing this new policy on special paid leave. Um, so that's what I'm currently working on now. Wow. I might be implemented if it's possibly amazing the idea is there <laughs> amazing really yeah. but yeah but it's been a roller coaster i mean you'd be but i'm extremely proud of myself i'm proud of my kids and what they have done to support me yeah um, well, how's that been for them i mean it's been a roller coaster for them as yeah. well but how how's your relationship with the three of them it's excellent like they are my they are my teachers they're my coaches they teach me every day to become even more resilient to be stronger um, and they're extremely mature obviously they've gone through their own yeah because they've lost their dad um, experiences mm. themselves and mm. obviously yes I've 
they've been fortunate to have me that I've gone through a similar experience, no? So I've been able to support them, but I've felt that they have supported me just as much along the way. Because um, obviously what is the, the healing part of the grievance is, is non-stop. So we have really supported each other in, in that way. And for me, they have been a great um, motivator to, to just get on with it. Mm. And to be an example to them, obviously. Amazing. <laughs> look at you. I'm so proud of you. I remember Thank you, Gashika. And look at you now, 36, and you've got it all going on. Um, what is the best life lesson that you've learned during all of this? That it's okay to be sad. Have you been very sad? I have, but the thing is that I am learning now, it's okay to accept to be sad. I've spent, I think, 30 years bottling everything up being the stronger one of the family, being the one, no, I can't be sad. I think I was the only one in my father's funeral, Michelle, that didn't cry. Because I thought, I need to be the support for everyone. They're looking at me. Is this one okay? Is the other one okay? They expect me to be strong. I have to keep, you know? Um, so I think, and I've realized that then when it happened to my kids, it also helped me to realize that it's okay to be sad. It's okay. It's, it's fundamental to be sad and to cry and to feel your feelings. If your feelings are there to be felt and so not bottle up. No, it's almost like, I always imagine it like a, a beach ball. So you press it under the, the water and it's, it wants to come to the surface, but you're trying to push it down. And that's how I've always felt, not during my life, that I've always trying to suppress my feelings, but just because I've felt that I've had to be stronger for everyone else around me. So when it happened to my kids, it was like, I'm not going to allow this to happen to them. Yeah, if they need to be sad. They so on the contrary, I'd, I'd say, it's okay to be sad. What's wrong? You're not feeling, you're not, you're sad. Okay, sit down next to me. Let's be sad. Cry. So when I hear people telling others, don't be sad, you need to be strong. That is the worst advice mm. you can give anyone who's going through loss. Mm. No, it's not. It's okay to be sad. Um, how have you learned all this apart from through life? Have you because I've suffered it for thirty years. <laughs> and how have you, you, you well I know how you've dealt, you've got on yeah. with it, but you've had have you had help? Have you read books? Have you I've never been to, been see to people? any counsellor? Never in my life. Really? Never. And I wish I had. Amazing. You I've sound never, like you have. I've never been. Um I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I always go by just concentrating on being grateful. Being grateful, concentrating on, on what I'm blessed with, because yes, obviously life has taken away from me many, many important things. But at the same time, I'm grateful for life having given me the most important things, which are my kids. No? And it's always, funnily enough, happened when I have lost something. So, for example, I, I had my son and shortly after, after I had I lost my mother. No? And then with my father as well, I had my daughter and shortly after I lost him. So for me, it's almost been like... I'm very religious in my own way. So for me, it's been like God has given me the tools to deal with what I was going to go through. So it's almost like a mechanism. You have to create your own mechanisms. Has God so, guided you? Do you feel? Very much. You, you. Yeah. I'm, I feel like you do, but yeah. it's good for people to yeah. hear it. And... Um, as I said, I'm very religious in my own way, and probably my auntie is hearing me listening, thinking, no, are they religious or not religious? <laughs> we have this conversation often. But for me, I'm not one who is um, 
going to church regularly, although I wish I did. For me, it's more um, act of helping others and the act of um, being an example to others. No, so I've always had asked for that guidance. Can you guide me to be able to help my kids, to be able to help myself, to be able to give the good advice to people? Better, definitely. Okay. I've always felt like this strength has to come from somewhere. And yes, we, we become strong through the experiences, no? But um, I feel very blessed to have that connection. Yeah. Wow, you're very inspiring. Thank you. I hope um, a lot of people uh, get the same that I am from mm -hmm. you. Uh, what's next for you, Gabby? What's next? What do you want to do? What are your next goals? Because you've got done <laughs> your next, master's. My next yeah. goal is well, to I survive think you want the summer. Yes. yes. The dissertation is going to be... When does um, that have to be in for? It's going to be in for the end of August. But I want to enjoy my summer as well. So I always put a lot of pressure. So I'm hoping to finalize it by beginning of August to be able to at least enjoy a few weeks of, of um, the summer. Have you started it? Yes. Yesterday. And it's going yesterday. <laughs> I felt like giving up last night. I've had an awful night, but then I woke up this morning. I thought, I refuse. Refuse to give up. By the way, I refuse is the best two words I've ever used in my life. And people normally use them in a negative way. But for me, it's been very positive. No? So, for example, I refuse for this to be the end of my career or my studying. Or I refuse for this to stop me. So last night, yeah, I felt like giving up. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. Fed up of studying and fed up of books. And this morning I woke up and I was like, it was just a challenging night. I refuse to give up. I refuse to give up on the two years of sacrifices I've made. And I will finish this. And I will. I know I will. It was just a bit of procrastination. So um, I advise people to use these two words. I refuse. Do you counsel people through your work? Not directly, but I feel that many people, at, for example, at work, I, I love thinking that I am a great motivator of, of my team. Um, actually, this year, I was voted for the Leadership, uh, Inspirational Leadership Award at work. And for me, that has been obviously the highlight of my time in the, the entire civil service, no? that your own colleagues vote you and feel that you are inspirational and you're deserving of that I, award. But I, I, I see that. So there's nothing that your actual work can give you that that doesn't. No, well, I'm proud you must feel. Though. I was extremely proud. You're yeah. not from your colleagues. Uh, from my own colleagues. But you haven't been there that long so when I, Yeah, so. exactly. And so when I'm having a bit of an off day, they're always like, come on, eh? Okay, we need you to motivate I refuse. us. I refuse. You should have a sign I saying, I refuse. We need you to motivate yeah, yeah, yeah. us. But on mm. the contrary, I think they're very, we have to be motivated by everyone that's around us, no? And so, have everyone as, as an example and as a role model in, in different ways. Who's inspired you in your life? Who's inspired me in my life? Um, ultimately, my inspiration is achieving to be a better person, always. Um, apart from that, my father has always been an amazing inspiration for me. Um, and I think that everything I've done in life has always been thinking, would he approve? Would he be proud of even, me? Even now? Even now. You still think that I now? only want to graduate because I, I promised him that I would. It can be a lot of responsibility because I have also felt that pressure. It's almost you have to like... Am Live I doing okay and living up to that? No, mm. but I think without him being present in my day to day, 
it's almost guided me to where I am now. It's amazing. It's like so, he's there. Well. Exactly. So for me, my greatest motivator and influence has been him in that type of way, in a pushy, you can do it, this and that. My mother in many other ways, in the more empathetic way, in the loving way, in the being there for people. But I think the most important for me have been my own kids, especially the last few years, how they've overcome their own challenges for me that has been amazing and I think that part of the healing I've, I've done with them and I, I hadn't realized how much I needed to fully heal until they were going through it and they needed my support and then I felt oh wait I don't want them to make the mistakes I did because I felt that I had to be strong for others yeah you see so we're sad together, we're happy together, we're open about our feelings. You're a team. If we have You're to cry, we cry, we shout, you know, and we do everything openly. Together. So for me, that has been very, very insightful, no? To see how my own kids, perhaps through my own guidance and experiences and lessons given to them. So it's almost as if we're looking in a mirror. What is your favorite way of relaxing? I don't relax. I don't know how to relax. It's glass my of wine. Flow. When I have a glass of wine, I'm either studying or working. Really? No, I love reading. I love getting into a bath and putting on a podcast. Um, I love Edith. I'm not sure if you've heard of her, Edith Eager. Nope. Her book, The Choice, for me was. I think it was the first step into my healing process. Um, and I recommended that book to many friends and they have read it and it's amazing. So if you can get it, get it. Um, so I love reading, I love highlighting and then um, analyzing my own ways of, of working. But I don't tend to relax because then when I do read a book, I'm kind of like analyzing my own. I had a conversation with one of my guests and they said that they underline everything. So I they highlight. Go, so I highlight the things that either I can um, use further on or that I can um, yeah. I do relate that, to. I do that with cookery books. I go through cookery books yeah. and all the recipes that I, li I like, I stick with post-its. <laughs> So but then yes, I want, I want to give inspiration. But then I want to give out my books, and, and then I'm conscious can't. that people are going to be like, "Oh, that's where she's that in that's life." That's what this person <laughs> said to me the other day. She said, "The worst thing is when I'm giving out the books; they're all highlighted with pens." So I just order a new one from, from uh, wherever Clara, Clara. and then Clara. gift them to them. How funny! So, so yeah. we've, we've been chatting for a while. Um, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm so grateful that you decided to do this when I first rang you and said, "Gams, oh. I think we should do a podcast." You were like freaking out. I did but, because but, you, because you caught me in a really challenging week, right? A really challenging week. I was extremely stressed out with work. I had to give a present the day you contacted me. I had to give a presentation to two hundred <gasps> junior uh, civil servants, Ooh. which turned out amazingly great incentive, and we did really well. Um, but it was it was a really challenging week, and I was like, "It's a mujer. I can't deal with it." Yeah, Michelle, let's leave it for a few months' time. And then a few days later, I was just, you know, thinking, "This is just going against what I'm all for." You know, when an opportunity comes your way, just take it. Obviously, even if it's just one person that you may influence, that is good enough. 
So and I only knew I'm glad I texted you back. Absolutely, <laughs> and I'm glad I thought of you because I, I think it's because I saw you in the street one day and I thought, wow, she would be good. And that this is how I, I don't really know who I'm going to interview, but I, but I think of people that are in my life. Yeah, this is how my podcast started, um, and people who are in my life who I know who who I think would be inspirational to hear yeah and who others definitely. would get something from yeah because it's all about spreading positivity mm. i think and um and we all go through stuff and Everything. we all have things but some deal with it better than others um and this is the thing you know everyone goes through loss it doesn't have to be yeah. a loss of a loved one it can be a loss of relationship a loss of a job opportunity a loss of i mean loss is the idea or better said you have an idea of what your life should be like and then it all just either crumbles into pieces or it just takes you on a different path in life no so for me it was almost as if i had the perfect family portrait on the wall yeah. and suddenly that just falls and breaks into pieces and no matter how i try to piece it all together it's not going to work so we just i just dealt with it like we all do but some better than others um and you just get on with it. There's no other choice. That's why we say there's no other choice. What is the best advice that you could give your children? Wake up every morning loving what you do. Nothing else matters. You need to wake up in the morning and say, I love who I am. I love what I do. And if you're not in that stage, carry on working until you get there. And it's not easy. Hmm. It's not easy, and it's probably taking me thirty odd years to but get you, to this stage. But you are there. But never give up. Never give up on your dreams. Show up, even if you've had a a bad day. Show up and keep showing up for yourself, not for anyone else, because you deserve that better life for yourself. No? One last question that I tell everybody: ask everybody uh, if you were on a desert desert island <laughs> and you had only one person that you could be with. Who would you choose? I think I'd take Johnny Depp. No, <laughs> Yeah. You know, they all clapped when he, when, he, when he went to the Cannes Film Festival. It was just after his court case. I followed the whole and court case. Everybody clapped. The whole auditorium on the first day of the Cannes Film Festival. I everybody know, just got it. up and clapped. Did you see as he was walking in? I'm a great fan. And I followed the whole court case last year. No, I find him a really, really interesting person super intelligent and I think it'd be very very interesting to spend some days just chatting to mm. him and his perspective of like not tamal bueno <laughs> <laughs> not my cup of tea no not your but... cup of tea really no he's I don't know there's something about him not in Charlie in the chocolate factory but maybe as a pirate as a pirate yeah but see I'd, I'd take him for a relaxing for a time, time on the beach. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here Thank and you. For... it's been an honour and a privilege no, for the it's lovely to have you Thank you You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a big thank you too to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com. Thank you for listening and please like and rate the show. And should you want to get in touch, my email is rougechip at gmail.com.